Welcome to Belmont Banter, the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Every week we chat to ex-players, supporters and invited guests here on Belmont Banter. Welcome to the official podcast of Whitstable Town FC. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to this evening's chat. And I say chat because it's uh, Let's Talk England. And the two guys, Richard and Stevie, are both smiling because we've had one or two technical problems, but we're with it now, Steve. So, Richard, what's uh, your feeling about Southgate and how uh, how he performed in the Euros? Yeah, I think he, I think he did well. I mean, I mean, we sat in a pub and had a few beers and like thought he was too defensive, you know, and as as things get heated up and get passionate. But you, you got to take back to 2016, Tony, where we lost to Iceland, and the progress we've had since then. We got to a semi final of a World Cup and the finals of the Euros. You wouldn't have predicted that in 2016. Yeah, hello, he's defensively minded, but you can't knock his record. He's he's got us there, mate. Certainly has. Stevie, what's your opinion? Yeah, I mean, Richard's right. Yeah, Southgate he is what he is. He's he's a defensive manager. You, you're not going to get a, a full-flowing attacking football from him. But from where he's taken us from uh, the, the last Euros in 2016, obviously got to the semis of the World Cup and now the final of Euros, you can't really argue against that. You can argue against the style of play, but results-wise, I think he's now the most successful England manager in, in knockout matches, so... Oh, that's good. Good comment. Nice, nice stat. Uh, I know you're a bit yeah. of a stat man, so you like to throw them in. <laughs> right. Best moment of the tournament for you, uh, Richard? I think it's when Steve bought a pint in the semi-final, I think, mate. <laughs> <laughs> purely football, Richard. Purely football. <laughs> oh, purely football. Okay, mate. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, they from, from an England point of view, you mean, yeah, or yes, from, yeah. Gen, in general? Yeah, in no, England. We just concentrate on in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From from an England point of view, I suppose it's getting through, to, getting actually through to the final, you know, the game against Denmark. You know, we went a goal down. I mean, I was I was a little bit worried that, you know, um, he, he seemed to have a philosophy was hold it tight for 60 minutes and then unleash your attacking players like Greedis, et cetera, et cetera, yeah? Yep. And I thought if we go a goal behind, would we have the nous to sort of get back into it, you know? Yeah. Yes, we did in the end and got there, you know, via um via extra time, but we managed to do it. But um I suppose winning that semi final was probably yeah, you know, it's nothing worse than getting knocked out in the semi final. So at least we've got, got to the day, you know what I mean? To me, winning the semi final was Denmark's probably the high point there, without a doubt, you know. And you, Stevie? it's difficult to have a high point with the way England played because we didn't play in a style which generated many. I'd almost say my high point was when in the Labour Club a bloke from Scotland turned up with a tartan Range Rover. <laughs> That's my high point. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to. Well, my next one, which is actually football, is securing a nil-nil draw against Scotland because they were a bloody good team. They really were. Well, mine is going <laughs> to mine is going to trump you all, I'm afraid, because uh, well, oh. I actually I actually had two. My highlight, of course, was Luke, Luke Shaw's goal. I'll tell you what, that really brought the tournament to life. That was such a fantastic goal. And it came out of the blue, didn't it? I mean, we just kicked off one minute, 57 seconds. We're just sitting down. I've got my two son-in-laws with me, my granddaughter, one of my granddaughters. And there we were, we're sat there, beers in the hand. And all of a sudden we're off the floor. It was unbelievable. It was fantastic. So that for me is my highlight, really is. You didn't throw your beers over your ceiling, did you? No, but I've got a worse one than that. When, when uh, England scored in one of the previous games, 
we were sitting in the in the lounge again my two son my son and my son-in-law was with me daughter-in-law not, not that time and sorry granddaughter i'm calling my daughter-in-law granddaughter and um then all of a sudden they're sat on the settee england score they two jump up screaming their heads off i've got the cat sat on my lap well you can imagine what she did <laughs> oh dear <laughs> that was a bit of an experience right okay joking aside your best player of the tournament rich england of course I mean, I mean, I know Pete was slated Sterling. He, he did, he did a job. I'm going to go for probably uh, Harry Maguire. I think. I mean, the fact that he um, came back from injury. You know, if you go back to Southgate at the start when he picked him and they turned around and said, "Oh, you know, he ain't going to play. He's injured," and etc. 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 And I thought he came on. I thought he had a he had a fantastic tournament. Yeah. I think he put a lot wrong. Yeah, he got booked when I don't think he should have got booked. And um, but you know. He created, I think he scored a, scored a goal as well. And uh, I, I think he had a, a good, solid tournament, you know, considering he came back from injury. Good shout. And I, and I like the fact that um, uh, Southgate gives him licence to get forward if he needs to, because when he does, he takes those big strides and all of a sudden he's on the edge of our D and the next thing you know, he's on the edge of their D. And, you know, you just it's a really, really effective way of, of putting them under pressure. And obviously, with set pieces, him and Stone, you know, Stones, I think they did cause a few problems for, for you know, um, opposition defences, you know? Yeah, definitely. You, Stevie? I've got three players that probably impress me, and they're all defensive, unsurprisingly. Unsurprising. Yeah, probably um, Luke Shaw, yeah. who uh, I've never been sure about Luke Shaw, mainly because he left Southampton for Man United, but that's another story. <laughs> and... <clears throat> He actually looked really solid, and um, on the uh, on the other side, Carl Walker, who played both as a what did he right back, um, but also played in the centre of the three or on the right of the three when he played really five at the back. I thought Carl Walker had a decent tournament, but probably my main one would be Jordan Pickford, mainly because I think he's a bit of a flapper <laughs> who makes quite a lot of mistakes, but I think he was really solid um, for the vast majority of the tournament. And what did he only only let in two goals? I think did he? Yeah, um, fantastic in the whole tournament. So, you know, to let in only two goals in what is it seven games? I mean, you can't you can't knock that really. So, I'd say he's probably who I thought was our best best player. Your comment about a bit of a flapper, I totally agree with because there are times when he's rushing out of uh, defence, wants to get the ball out early, and instead of making proper contact with his boot, he slices it. And you know, yeah. instead of it going right up the field, it can any go anywhere. You know, he's yeah. got if he, he takes one, yeah, yeah, he did have one of those moments, didn't he? In the, in did. the tournament, can't remember. It was against now, was that against Germany? Uh, yeah, it um, might well have been, but it was almost like a pass to the opposition, wasn't it? Yeah, but it'll tend to make a bit of a calamitous error. But I don't think there was any in this tournament, and he's made some, he made some really good saves. No, fair play to um, him, fair play to him. Well, I've written uh, down they, when, when, when Italy scored, I think, um. He'd popped that onto the post, hadn't he? Made a really good save. That was such a strong hand then, wasn't it? So unlucky that it fell back to the guy. Well, that's just poor defending that it fell back to the bloke and uh, he put it in. For me, Grealish was a breath of fresh air every time he came on. As somebody on the radio the other day said about how little time overall he actually spent on the pitch and the influence oh, he yeah. actually had, which was a shame. But again, another one for me that you wouldn't have thought at the beginning of the tournament would have even got any playing time was Phillips. I thought he was fantastic in the middle of the park. Yeah, it, it is decent. Um, I'm not sure that... I thought he could have been better, but I think 
I'm not a fan of him playing alongside um, Declan Rice. No. I think that takes away from, from his natural game. I mean, there was times when we are playing like seven players at the back, really, when you've got a back five and you've got Phillips and Rice sitting in front of the defence or yeah. quite often sitting behind the defence. <clears throat> that is, that is, you know, from an entertainment point of view, that is half the problem with us. But, you know, like, like I said at the start, you can't knock it. At the end of the day, he's got to the final, so... Yeah, it's very difficult to be too critical, isn't it? I mean, if yeah. you listen to um, all of the pundits and all the know-it-alls on the social media, I know we're giving our opinion, but uh, some people really go in with a knife, don't they? It's it's crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a job to do, which is to get as far as he can in the tournament, and he's got further than we've ever got in the Euros. So yeah, absolutely. He deserves how can you, say that you can't say he's done a bad job, I don't think, no. much as we'd love to see us do it in an yeah. attacking creating lots of chances sort of way it's not going to happen with Southgate no it's not Richard let's touch on subject that's a little bit um, delicate to say the least which is penalties I'm going to throw a different light on this for you if we had I know it's a big if but if we'd won through on penalties given that he's picked those young kids to take them imagine their careers now if if we'd have won and he he'd be carried through Westminster high on the shoulders of both the Labour, the Conservatives and every other political party that threw their hat into the ring about football. Well, well the thing is, Tony, I will see it. I mean, again, you know, after the disappointment, after the dust settled, you, think, you ever sit down and, and think about it. They must have practised penalties time and time and time again. And to me, they must have been the five players who he's felt confident who were going to take the penalties. Okay. I mean, it's... It's all right saying we like say Sterling never stepped up, you know, experience, and I thought that at the time. But who's to know, you know, behind closed doors, they might have been doing penalty practicing, and Sterling might have got two out of ten, and Saka got nine out of ten. So when it comes to the crunch, you're not going to put Sterling there. You're going to put someone who, who who's you know who's doing well. So to me, they must have practiced that and practiced that behind closed doors. And the five best penalty takers were probably the five that stepped up. It wasn't like in when Jackie Charlton took the Republic of Ireland to the uh, quarterfinal of the World Cup, when he didn't know that David O'Leary never ever took a penalty, they never practiced it. So I think things have come on since then. And that decision must have been made behind closed doors. I think the only thing he did slightly wrong there was he should have brought them on with about five minutes ago to give them a little bit of game time instead of just bringing them on with 30 seconds ago and not uh, and coming on cold. That's probably the, the only thing I think if we are to be critical on it. Good point, good point. I think both of them only had literally about two touches of the ball, didn't they, before they had to take a penalty? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Steve, and in fact, Rashford, Rashford picked it right, right back, didn't he, at the end, you know, so... Stevie, I <laughs> beg your pardon. Sorry. <laughs> you, you look as if you're going um, to sleep there, Richard, so I thought you'd got <laughs> uh, My comments, I've just seen Hamilton's got um, pole position for the sprint race in the Grand Prix, but I shouldn't be watching that at the same time. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think which is spot on with the penalties. They've obviously practiced it, and he's. I, I think he's tried to do something a little different in that. Um, I guess previously we've waited until they're upon us. You sort of try and work out who's most up for it at the end of the game. Where he's tried to be a bit more methodical about it and preemptive, and he's worked out who who are the penalty takers that he wants, and he's told them that they're taking the penalty. You know, anyone can miss, as we've seen with England. Nearly everyone can miss quite often so yeah I, I I've got no qualms about as he chose the right people did he do it right he's the manager he makes a choice and it falls on his head 
Yeah, it's, I, I tend to agree with both of what you just said. Falls on his head. Interestingly enough, <coughs> my mother-in-law, who's, who's in advanced years, even more advanced than mine, uh, she actually she made a good a, penalty taker. Yeah, yeah, she's a good penalty taker. Um, <laughs> she could give me, she could give me a good kick in anyway. <laughs> Does she remember when Tottenham last won the championship? Does she? No, she's not that old. Um, <laughs> Nobody's got that good a memory. Sorry, Steve. The thing I was going to say about the penalty thing was I was encouraged and pleased that um, Southgate took it upon himself to say the buck stops with me. It was all down to me. And in the past, when it's all gone wrong, they've all said, oh, it's a bit of a lottery. It's anybody's and all that nonsense. He was man enough to say, I made the decisions. I got it wrong. Would I do it differently again? Yes, I probably would. But the buck stops with me. And I thought, fair play to him. That's the way to be, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a manager at the end of the day. And, you know, he's, he's at the top of the tree. And like I say, he makes the decisions and uh, and there we are. You live by them, die by them, don't you? You know? Absolutely do, yeah. And uh, um, we've got the World Cup coming up in, what, a year's time? Um, yeah. yeah. Do you November both... next year. Yeah, something like that. Do you both think, as I do, that we have the nucleus of a side that could go on and win it? Yeah, no. I think so. I, 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 he does, I do. All right, let's hear you first, Rich. Yeah, I, I think the dangers are... Um, Spain, I think they've got a very good young team, come through well. And I think France, totally underachieved. And I think they, they'll come back stronger. And also will add, and I also will add, Tone, as it's my 60th year next year, I will be buying the Panini World Cup stickers next year, mate. How sad <laughs> are you? Richard, oh, no. <laughs> Richard, your comment. Yeah, no, I, I don't think we've got uh, a hope of winning the World Cup personally. But I think we've played defensively for two tournaments. Any top team that comes up against us knows exactly how we play. And uh, I think they, they'll have enough quality to, to beat us. I think we've got, part of it is, I think uh, Gary Neville said it, the only way to get England to a final is to play like we do, which is super defensive, not letting goals and hopefully snatch one. I think to win a World Cup, you've got to have a little bit more about you. I think we maybe have the players attacking-wise that can do it, but I'm not convinced that Southgate will, will play those players in a formation and in a way that will... We'll open it up for us to um, to take on a World Cup. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. Well, surely, um, surely this experience has been enough of a learning curve for him to to adapt and change if if necessary. I mean, it's going to be a yeah, tremendous. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of pressure on him to go, you know, to do it. I think it's going to be tough conditions in the middle of a season in really hot conditions. Although I think the the uh, the stadiums are air conditioned. And I, I think the conditions will favour South American teams. I know Rich is, dis, disagrees with that because I don't think he thinks much of the South American teams, but I, I, I favour a South American team for, for winning that tournament. All right. OK, get your bets on early. South American team to win it. Richie says it here. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I've done it again. You know yeah. what it is? Your name yeah. up there throws I, I, me because nobody can see this, but I can. But you're using your daughter's... Um, um, internet connection and your name comes up as Charlotte, which is it just yeah, does my head. Call me Charlotte, I don't mind. Okay, okay, Charlotte, that's going to be easy. <laughs> Tony, have you seen his hair? Yes, I have. Mind you, I could just as easily call you Lucy, couldn't I, Rich? So you're in the same camp as well. Yeah, true. Um, okay, can I just say you recommending people get a bet on? Don't ever follow my betting. I don't put any money on football because I'm normally always wrong. So, no, neither do I. It's not a thing I'm down the road. Richard's your man for that, he knows it all. Richard, he's, he's got all those dodgy tips. Yeah, he gets fed. He gets fed all the tips by dodgy people. Yeah. 
going on. Yeah, listen, all, all, all I'll say is I had the winner of the Tour de France in the King of the Mountains, mate. Oh dear, that's all I'll say. Really? Yeah. Okay. Eight to one. There you Eight go. To, well, that's pretty good. So, yeah, yeah quite interesting. Football yeah. is a different score, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay. What about, I know that we didn't win the tournament, but who do you think was, what was the best team performance that you saw? Given that, you know, there's, I don't know how many, 32 teams in it, or 2016? No, 32 must have been start with, surely. But who, what was the best team performance that you saw? I'm not talking about England specifically. Who's going first? Shall I go first? Um, you go first, yeah. I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to say the one that I was most impressed with was one of the Wales games, and I'm going to uh, I'm going to I can't remember who it was against. So that, that's how, how much how good my memory is. But one of the Wales games where they 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 won early on. Um, it wasn't Turkey, was it? And uh, and and just the heart and the spirit that they showed. I thought it was a really entertaining game. They went for it. They had lots of chances. But I, over the tournament, the most the team that impressed me most was the team that won it. Italy from start to finish, I thought, were the best side by far, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, even, against, even against Spain? Uh, ignore that game. That was just a dire pile of rubbish, that game. It was awful, wasn't um, it? I thought it was awful. I mean, uh, I put it on the telly and they were saying, and I think, who was it? Danny Murphy, was he the co-commentator? Yeah. Was wetting himself, saying it's like the best game he'd ever seen. And I was watching it thinking, uh, is it? It's doing absolutely nothing for me. Uh, I thought perhaps I'd fallen out of love with football because I didn't get it. But yeah, it, that's probably Italy's one game where they weren't that great. But I thought through the tournament overall, they were the best team and most of their performances showed that. And I think that's partly down to the way the manager plays them. That, that you know, Italy have always been down. We play like Italy now. That Italy were down as a boring defensive, try and win it 1-0. Yeah. Well, we sort of become that. And Italy have become, well, let's try, go out and win it. Let's go and create chances. Let's attack. And uh, but they've also got enough now so that when they get through to the, the latter stages, they then can grind it out when they're not playing well. So, Richard, for you, yeah, well, I would say, well, it, I actually backed Italy at 11 to 1 at the start of the tournament, so like, so it wasn't, a, it, uh, even though England lost, it wasn't the end of the world for me, sort of thing. It's one of those things where I want England to win, but they didn't, I was going to pick some money up, sort of thing, yeah, yeah. However, there was two two performances that stood out for me, Tony, in, in, the, in the World Cup. Uh, so, you got me saying World Cup now. <laughs> the Euros. It was the Denmark beating Russia four-one. Yeah. I think because you know after after what happened to Ericsson and they had to win that game to qualify. Yeah. Yes. And you know they they played superbly that game to win that, and then they obviously had a really decent run, and then was like everybody's second team, weren't they? They wanted them to to do well. And the other outstanding performance is probably the last ten minutes of the Swiss game against France. I mean, they you know they were three-one down, dead and buried. And they managed to turn that around to a free all draw, take it for extra time and win on penalties. I thought that was, you know, you look at the Swiss, they haven't got any big superstars as such. In fact, the players they got played better for the for the national team than they played for their, their actual current sides. But I just think they they really sort of battled ours who got a deserved draw and deserved to go through. Yeah. And again, they were unlucky against Spain in the following round, Switzerland. It's getting to a stage now where a lot of teams, they're not their old sort of, Oh, you're playing Switzerland, it'll be a walkover. You know, it's not it's not getting like that no more. I think if these teams are getting better and better and better, you know. We struggle to beat we struggle to put away Denmark. It was only the Ukraine who really who we really give a give an hammering to, really. True. Um, you just touched on something then when you spoke about Ericsson and defibrillators. 
I was very encouraged to see the way that the club now approach uh, the modern world as it is. It's all changing all the time. Uh, Steve told me the other day that they've got one at the club and they've also got one at the Radford tra training ground as well. So well done to uh, to him. And, you know, who, who knows, uh, you know, one of us three here could be the benefit of it, which is it's it's just one of those things that's got to happen now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Right. I hope they've um I hope they've got one at Kingsmead Sports Centre for when I start playing five aside again because I think I'm going to need it. <laughs> oh dear, good one. <laughs> After a year and a half of All not right. playing five aside. <laughs> if we just if we could just round up then let's uh, let's just have a word about Whitstall. We were both at, or all three of us were at the game on Tuesday night. First at warm-up game against Steel. Now you both know and a lot of the people that are going to be listening to this know that every time we play Deal they give us a good game. They were their fifth game in, I think, to pre-season, ready to start their league. Was it this coming Saturday, Rich or Steve? Thirty uh, first. Okay. And we were on our first, so it was odds on that we were going to be a bit uh, leggy towards the end of the game, even not the beginning. And for the first fifteen or twenty minutes, we looked as if we might get run out of it. So, what was your thoughts on the game? First of all, Stevie, I was really happy with it. I thought that it was competitive. Like you say, we're always going to get a competitive game from Deal. But I thought, you know, it's there's a few cobwebs to get out of the way. Like you say, probably was a slow start. But the, the longer the game went on in the first half, the more we got into it um, and the start of the second half. So, yeah, I was, I was, there's some, some good performances. I thought I thought Leonardo, give me his full first name. I thought <laughs> I thought he did well. I was, uh, and uh, Simon did well, Simon and Cabamba. Um I thought we had a really good game. But also, when he brought on a few of the younger players in the second half, I was really impressed with um, with two or three, four of those. I can't remember the name of the lad that played the whole, the, who started the game. Obviously, there's no team sheets about, but uh, it, 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 he acquitted himself well. That would have been the seven, wouldn't it, in the midfield? Yeah. 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 Apparently, he lives um, at Chessfield. He's a local boy. Yeah, I think they were, because I think the guy that came on as a uh, tall young lad who came on at centre-back late on, I think it's uh, Krishina, I think his surname, Aidan, I think. He played a couple of killer passes forward. He's obviously, you know, he's not at the level yet, but I think, you know, players like that, you want to keep involved. A couple of the guys that came on that were really speedy, had uh, good pace down the wing. I mean, I'd say for the last few seasons, I don't know, five years, we haven't had any pace, really. You know, we've, we've been decent, but we've not used pace on the wings I suppose the only time was when we had um, was was the season with Marshall Ratton and uh, John Fua, yeah, uh, on either side. But that's like you know that was the one season with that. Other than that, we don't we, we've never really used that sort of pace where people do take on and can easily beat someone. And I thought a couple of the youngsters showed that, and you know I, I really hope Lloyd keeps them involved. Yeah, me too, Richard. What are your feelings? Well, let's. I mean, funny enough, most of it is taken up by Steve there. I mean, first of all. Yeah, we know Deal will have had a few games this year, including beating Hive 3-0. I've got a feeling Hive are not going to be a strong team this year. I think they might struggle. But that aside, they were a lot sharper, fitter than us in the first half. But I thought we grew into it in the second half. I thought they tied and we actually got into it. And I'm, I'm pleased that I know Lloyd gave everyone a run out, but he also kept what three players on. I think two or three players on. And I think that Leo, to me, did stand out. I thought he had a really good game in midfield. Uh, you know, um, dominating. The youngsters that come on, I mean, the, the number 18 looked very impressive. I think he's a trialist from Dover, possibly. 
the 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 lad who started was a fellow a lad called George McElroy, I think his name was, yeah. who's uh yeah, who's dad, whose mum and dad teach at Archie's school or his old school now as such. And and the lad that come on at the back, Aiden, he actually played football with Archie like under thirteens. Yeah, and he used to be a midfielder there, but he's really sort of crafted out to be a, a very very good looking centre half. Great. You know? Yeah. And as Steve said, he 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 um he supplied a ball for for such a youngster. He he had a really cool head, and then he he's re, he really did impress me. Yeah, that side. Yeah, I mean, I think in the end we we could have gone on to win the game. We had we had some good chances when the Gillis brothers come on. You know, like like Ronnie and Reggie up front. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> you just stole my thunder, Richard. He got, got a little tasty when they came on. Yeah, and it was quite funny because the number four kept moaning, oh, it's a friendly, it's a friendly. Well, that's why you want it to be competitive. You don't want to pussy foot about, get bloody stuck in. And, and I thought the, the Guinness brother did that. And I think they, they, yeah, fair play to him, you know. But I think a draw was a fair result of the night. I mean, we got a couple of, uh, I would say we've probably got a soft friendly tomorrow. And I, I, I would gather that Lloyd might give a few more of the youngsters a, a run out tomorrow. Yeah. And then we got Kenny from Choosy, which would be a, probably a little bit, It'd probably give us, you know, some of the other first teamers again, you know. Well, you certainly stole my thunder then when you was on about the Gillies brothers because uh, I actually um, emailed um, Lloyd on Wednesday morning about the pair of them, saying that they'd impressed me with their tenacity and their commitment to uh, getting to the tackles because they certainly made the difference in that then Deal went on the back foot rather than mm. being so proactive. And because we were pushing them back, it enabled our midfield to step up and it was almost like a progression and you're right to highlight uh, Leonardo and I love the fact that you've called him Leonardo instead of just <laughs> Leo we're going to have to work on that for a chance somewhere <laughs> or another that would be a good one all right well lads this is it I'm afraid we're running out of time so uh, we're uh, can I just say something Tone? yes of course Richard can I just add that um just so everyone who listens to this, like um, the trust fund this year is going to be really important if we can get as many people on board at the moment. I mean, it's fairly healthy at the moment because of the because of the COVID situation, and we have got a bit of money in the bank. But obviously, with a lot of teams in this division, they've got a lot of big, lot bigger budgets than us, and we're throwing money around like anything. Yeah. And if we want to keep their best players, we need to try and get an outside, get some outside money in to help Lloyd with the budget. Yeah, so cool. anyone out there who's listening. Please, please, you know, only a five or a month, everything helps. It will all go to, purely goes towards the player's budget. Anyone out there listening, please come see me at any game and I'll sign you up. And you can win money, as you well know, Tone. Yes, I've won, yeah. uh, I've won it, yeah, definitely. So did George. He won it a couple of, couple of times, I think George did. So, well, blown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good little shout out for the club. That's lovely. Well, thanks again, you two, very much indeed for joining us this evening. And what's the name of your dog, Steve? <laughs> Uh, Samson. Oh, he's a big lad, isn't he? He, he, he's, he? he wants either feeding or letting in the garden. By the look on his face, oh, I see oh, oh. oh, he's watching the motor races, Steve. Just let me know what happened while I couldn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you two. Well, thanks very much uh, again. So from me here at uh, Belmont Banter and Stevie and Rich on the other end of a phone on Zoom. So thanks, guys, very much indeed. And I'll, I won't be that game tomorrow, unfortunately. I've uh, Steve already knows. Uh, Steve's the chairman. Um, but I'll see you two on Tuesday night. So take care. Cheers now. Yeah. Okay. Cheers, Tony. Thanks, mate. See you later. All right. See you later. Whitstable Town Football Club's main sponsor is Fibertech UK Limited. They are providers of optical fibre services to the telecoms industry.
specializing in optical fiber provision, local and long haul. We offer a full turnkey solution to our clients throughout London and the south of England. Contact us through the website for more details. Your host, Tony Rouse, every week on Belmont Banter, for news about local football in Kent and beyond. I do hope that you've enjoyed today's episode of Belmont Banter. Don't forget there's a new episode out every week which comes out on a Sunday night, early Monday morning. And you can leave your suggestions for a guest to invite at the end. And leave a like and don't forget to pass it on to all your mates. Cheers. <laughs>